Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the And Here's Why podcast. This is the podcast where two friends debate their favorite topics. I'm Kate. And I'm Dan. Today, we have a fun one for us lined up, I think. We get to talk about stuff that we're actually, I think, passionate about, at least I am with mine. Yeah, well, you definitely are. I think you... I am very you could probably spend the whole podcast itself talking about yours. Yeah, if you weren't able to do this, I could do an entire episode alone on this. All right, well, I'll be on Warzone. You <laughs> do this and let me know how it goes. Okay, I will. <laughs> okay, before we get into what today's topic is about, um, there's a couple of maybe housekeeping from last episode and, uh, and maybe some new plans going forward with this podcast. I'll start out with that so we are going to, for now, stop doing the voting process on our socials. That doesn't mean that you guys can't like comment on the posts when we post for each episode. Yeah, in the meantime, we're just we're trying to figure out a, an easier way for it. You know, still comment on things. Tell us, you know, your favorites about what we are talking about that day. Or if you have something that you want to argue with us about, we're open to that as well. Uh, show your interest. I mean, we like that no matter what. So it's going to be that going forward. But as far as last episode, we did tie again for this one, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of BS because let's all be honest, Toronto would have won that one. No, I mean, your definition of great is only the hardware. All right. It's not, that's not the only thing that shows greatness in this world. All it's right. It's not the hardware. It's how you use it. I don't know if that's the saying, but sure if that's what you want to go with <laughs> <laughs> it could be a saying i mean <laughs> hey, it could be but that could be our first t-shirt it's not the hardware it's how you use it there you go love it it was nice episode too because it was a little bit different from the the first two that we did it was less on the video game superhero nerdy side and more on the sports nerdy side and it kind of yeah. gives all of you guys the listeners kind of an idea that we're not just in one niche spot we've we'll talk about whatever we like we're gonna dabble in a little bit of everything then i feel like there's not a lot of people out there that say that they like sports and they like nerdy stuff you know i feel like there it's it's growing though more it's definitely growing yeah for sure it, it definitely is did you ever as a kid like when you're in school and stuff ever feel like you had to be in like the sports niche or like you had to be in like this niche or did you have like a good group of friends that was kind of a mix i felt like that was the case but i chose not to go into one or the other i had um a good couple of friends that i mean that's the reason we're still friends nowadays that i've been friends with some of them for as much as 15 years now i think mm -hmm. even more than that we've shown our our ability to dabble in all those all those different types of things uh, over and over that we can talk about anything from sports to the nerd stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember when I was a kid that you kind of had to, luckily I did have a group of friends that, you know, was a mix felt like if you picked a side, you were going to get bullied. So it's like, if you're a, yeah. a jock, like you're going to bully the nerds. And then if you're a nerd and you see somebody who like quote unquote is a jock and they want to come to the D and D group because they want to do it. Like those nerds would then bully them. Like, you kind of had to be like, had to be kind of a middle of the road type of person to not get bullied in my school. <laughs> yeah, there was there was most of that um, throughout. But I, I found myself like 
I didn't, I wasn't friends with everybody, but I got along with enough people in enough of the different groups that it didn't matter. All right, Kate. So how are you today? Oh, you're asking me for once. You always ask me first. You I know. Beat me to it. I always beat to it. So yeah. I'm asking you, how are you today? Um, I'm doing pretty good today. Uh, I told you before we started recording, I've started playing Fortnite. Judge me Boom. all you want people, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. Like I, I get why people are like, it's a kid's game, but I'm a kid at heart. I mean, there's enough, there's enough kids and adults playing it. Yeah. At this point. But my thing was I tried to get into it, but I didn't like the building part of it. I thought that was kind of silly. And then had friends that wanted to play, but they didn't appreciate that. I didn't do the building part of it. Yeah. You should, you should try playing with me and my friends sometimes just, just once. Well, if you're going to be all willy nilly, like you are in Warzone, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. I've noticed it's a lot easier. I don't know if like overall it is, it might just be like the fact that I'm a, such a low level now, maybe it's putting me in somebody tell me if that's the case, because my friends didn't think it was the case, but I think it is like the lower level, the like easier the lobbies are going to be kind of like how quote unquote Warzone's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know if they do the skill-based matchmaking, which is as you get better, you play against the better players. If you're terrible, you only play against terrible players. So you're not experienced that like you're playing against the guy who streams it 12 hours a day and will obliterate you from the other side of the map because he's played it forever. Yeah, they said they, they think that it's not that way because even if even if it is that way and they did like an estimate of all our ranks... Like it, it would still be high because they were all like higher ranks because they've been playing it for a while or like they've been playing it since the season started because I guess your rank resets every season. Yeah. Any more time for video games. Same. You want to just quit our jobs yeah, and start quit. streaming all the time? <laughs> I got the idea. Only fans, but you people pay me to put my clothes back on. You'd be surprised how much you'd want to pay to, for me to put my pants back on. You'd be surprised just how saying. many people would pay you to take your clothes off. It wouldn't be me, but there's people out there. <laughs> I don't know. I have to look at it in the mirror every day and it's it's not good. <laughs> That's how we all feel about ourselves. It's just human nature. <laughs> That's right. Oh, but how's life for you today? Uh, today was good. We didn't go out because it was pretty chilly out there. Um, but we had some fun inside. A lot of dance parties. We do a lot of dance parties in this house because my daughter absolutely loves dancing. She loves music especially Baby Shark. Oh, my God. Oh God. I always thought Baby Shark was going to be the corniest thing ever. And then my kid heard Baby Shark for the first time. And she does the little dance like with the Baby Shark is like you pinch your fingers together for Baby Shark. And she likes doing that one. And then when we do the Mommy Shark and Daddy Shark, she thinks it's hilarious because <laughs> I go over the top every time. I over-exaggerate how big they are. I know. <laughs> Oh, it's such me. I do it over the top for <laughs> but it You were meant to be a dad. I feel like even before you became a dad, like I feel like you That's were true. meant to be a I've dad. Been, I've been practicing dad jokes since <laughs> I was, since I can remember. Yeah, you're meant to do it. So, well, that's that's fun. I can't wait. I can't wait to just you know. Because today we were just laying on the couch and we're like, we're bored. It's like not not soon we won't be. <laughs> a couple months. Yeah, you won't be bored anymore. Yeah. So for today's episode, we chose our favorite long running tv series so we had a little bit of a distinction in that and we chose seven seasons or more as like the break point because otherwise we would have had a lot of different choices than what we chose i think yeah i also picked seven seasons because that's exactly how many mine had <laughs> oh you cheater <laughs> i was like seven seasons or more <laughs> 
but also like if you think about if you think about long term though like you have to think about it's going to take up a good chunk of your life seven seasons is a lot yes seven years if the show plays once every year like you had to be a very good television series to go seven plus yeah you have to be nowadays you have to be a good television series to go at least four new new girl was a great television series and they almost wanted to cancel it after six so well i'll talk about the fact that they're about to can't they're canceling my favorite one right now which one you're one one winona erp you know what fine i'll just bring it up right now winona erp sci-fi did not pick them up for a fifth season so they are the fandom is fighting for another network to pick them up um or for sci-fi to change their mind but sci-fi is sci-fi is such crap they get rid of so many good shows they just cycle through shows like it's toilet paper irritates me What a great reference. (laughs) It's so annoying. (sighs) Every time I get into a show, they get rid of it. And especially this show. Like, are you kidding me? You just got rid of a show. You stopped airing a show that is like such a progressive show. It's female run. It's a female like heroine that actually has substance to her. Like it's a, it's a hero. It's a heroine that has substance and feeling and meaning and relatability the first time you said heroin, I went the other way with that. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, that's what the show's about? I haven't watched it yet, but now I'm in. It's like, it's a sci-fi show that has substance. But I'll talk more about that show because I actually have something that I'm going to refer to it, which I actually have a question to you about when I get like kind of into my discussion here. Since Dan went last time first, I'm going to go first this time. Uh, And we're just going to go back and forth like that from now on until we potentially bring back the voting. So my favorite long-term TV series is Gilmore Girls. And here's why. Gilmore Girls started in the fall of the year 2000. Think about the year 2000. That was 21 years ago. People born on this day in 2000 can drink alcohol. I know. That's crazy. That's insane. So like, and when I, when I looked up, cause I didn't know when it started, I had a guess just based off of the years in the show, but just, I looked it up just to make sure I was right. I was just like, 2000, 2000. I was a baby. I'm a very like, impressionable years for you. Yeah. Like I didn't start watching it right when it came out. Um, I started watching it probably, I would say eighth grade ish. It had to be when I started middle school. Cause I would be like, I came home like around like, you know, two 30, you know, you watch Full House and then you watch whatever show they decide to have on at four o'clock, which was a mix of things. I can't remember. <laughs> it was, it changed so many times, but then Gilmore Girls was on at five and then Rachel Ray started at six, 30, 30 minute meals with Rachel Ray, uh, which my mom loved. So my mom watched Gilmore Girls with me and then she, we would watch 30 minute meals together. Um, so there's Aww. a little bit of, yeah, there's a little bit of awe factor to the show. For those who don't know what Gilmore Girls is, it's considered a, a dramedy. So a drama comedy, mm-hmm. which is like, I got yeah, it's like the best description of what the show is. But brief description, it's about a mother who had got pregnant at 16. So the show actually starts out with her being 32 and her kid being 16. But it's about her being raising this this child all alone because she decided to leave her rich hoity-toity parents and make it on her own because she felt like I don't know constricted there and couldn't be herself because they were Republicans. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess whoa, 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 whoa! Too far. <laughs> it's like the whole. Now that I watch it so much, I'm like, oh, 
they're they were so republicans they they loved bush they talked about loving bush in the show <laughs> and then they also talk about uh how richard who is uh the grandfather in the show how he liked bill clinton's voice and he's a great speaker but he would never agree with his politics <laughs> anyway yeah so so it's about this mother lorelei and her daughter rory also lorelei she named her after herself because she thought men do it so why can't women but lorelei and rory and it's just about their life and her daughter's really smart gets into private school goes to a collegiate school blah 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 so, so this show so that's the briefest description i could give of it but there's a lot to it um this show was created and written by amy sherman palladino anyone who doesn't know gilmore girls and her they may know that she wrote and created the marvelous mrs Maisel, which is a new newer series on amazon prime did you know that i did not know that there's similar comedy there which is probably also why i love the marvelous mrs Maisel. and now you know yeah now you know and that actually brings up my question. So I actually started watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because I saw that she, that Amy Sherman Palladino wrote it and created it. And I've done this before. I've follow, followed a writer, producer from one show to another, which brings me back to the Winona Earp because the, a writer for Lost Girl, Emily Andreas, um, she was a writer. She wasn't the creator, but she was a writer, which I loved that show, still love that show she's now she's the creator and showrunner for Winona Earp so my question to you is have you ever done that have you ever followed somebody who produced a show to like another one that they did or a writer or did you never just really think about that um not really because up until like recently I've never really I never really realized how much that mattered to like to people and I'm kind of growing into it because I would just watch a show because because mm-hmm. I like the show I didn't like the show or think about the fact that I liked the show because someone wrote the show that way. You know what I mean? So like I've been listening to the um, Scrubs rewatch podcast that they have with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Um, and they talk about it all the time. And they, when they do the rewatch, they talk about who, who wrote that episode or who produced that episode and things like that. And hearing it and like hearing some of the people that did it, I've kind of grown more into what people actually did for those episodes. Yeah, I mean, and if you think if you think about it, people do it all the time with uh, books that people write. They follow the writers of books to other exactly, books that they yeah. wrote. And people do it with music all the time. They follow artists to different things that they write. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like when people love watching a character grow in a show. It's like, I kind of like watching this writer grow. Definitely with Amy Sherman Palladino. Her growth from Gilmore Girls to The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is like, it's the same type of comedy drama situation, but it's more intelligent. It's gotten more intelligent. It's gotten more, um, I feel like because with Gilmore Girls, although it is my favorite, I will say it does have some sloppy writing throughout it, throughout it being in the fact that it was back in the 2000s. There is some things that are not as PC in it anymore, which I, when I go back and watch, I'm like, Ooh, that wouldn't work in a show nowadays, which you'll see with all shows. It's a lot of shows like that. Yeah. That was just an interesting thing that I thought was uh, was cool to just be like, oh, follow a writer. Just just try it one time. Follow a writer and see if you see that, see any growth in one show that they did to another. And I have no idea if this was like her first show or whatever that she did. I don't know that information, but yeah. That'd be interesting to look and see all the shows that I've liked over the years and see if like there's any overlap in, in those, see if like that's maybe why. 
because they're written by the same or similar people. Yeah, you probably would be surprised if there's probably a couple of shows. Yeah. But moving on (laughs) from that, I've watched this show probably more times than I can count. (laughs) It it's literally so I I obviously watched it when I didn't start it when it came out, but I was able to watch it enough to catch up. And then was watching it as the new season, new episodes are coming out, new seasons are coming out back then because the show ran until 2007. And then I got all the DVDs for it back when getting seasons of DVDs was like a thing. And I put that in the DVD player and watch it over and over and over again. And now it's just my go-to on Netflix. <laughs> just, am I, do I have yeah. like some cleaning to do? Throw Gilmore Girls on in the background. I guess what makes it a great show and also what I like about it is that even though I've watched it, I mean, roughly 30 times over. That might, that might be low. <laughs> it might be low. Too. Yeah. Because um, I think even my wife has now seen it almost 30 times just from me putting it on. It, I, there's still things that I'm finding in it. There's just so much that goes on in each episode that I still to this day don't even realize how much is going on. Like, I'm at the point of watching it that I am nitpicking it. That if anyone sat there and listened to me talk about it, because I talk about it with my wife while we're watching it, they'll think... I hate the show. Like, like, it's not that. It's like, I love it. I'm just nitpicking it now. I have Got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I, I'll always be like, they could have wrote the show this way and it would have been slightly better. They didn't have to write, like, not that I'm a writer and would in any way tell them to their face, you should write this show differently. But it's like, what if they wrote it this way? This way could have been better if they wrote it this way. Like, oh, this, why did I like this character way back then? This character is a brat now or like, like what? So I think that's kind of like what makes it so great is that it's so, and I think that's kind of the case for all long-term TV series is there's, it's so, goes so long and there's so much that goes on in them, especially with Gilmore Girls, they're 45 minute episodes. It's like, there's a lot that goes on in just one episode. And they had, this was back when seasons were doing like 22, 23 episodes per season. So it's like, you have so much, so it's nonstop. And and, um, I really love, um, Lauren Graham, who's the main actress, the Lorelai Gilmore in it. The mom, because they're both Lorelai. Yeah. Well, Rory's the kid, nicknamed. Well, but I and I so that's the only character that I've like stuck with, like loving through this whole thing. Rory, I liked off the start, like when I was younger. I liked her for a little, like a short period of time, but I absolutely hate her character now. <laughs> hate it. Hate it. <laughs> But I've, you're growing old. Yeah, Kate. just like, well, I think also that Lorelai Gilmore was one of my first crushes as well. Oh, yeah, I think she was. I think, well, it, in TV wise, I guess <laughs> Amy Lee from Evanescence, I think, was my first overall female crush. I don't know what that says about me, but it's a good, I mean, that's a good first yeah, one to have, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, Lorelai Gilmore, I was like, I was like obsessed. Like, as you watched it, did you find any sort of like famous people? that you didn't realize obviously at the time because they weren't maybe weren't famous or it was like one of their early works and now they've done a bunch of other stuff do you ever find any of those in in there i'm trying to think well yeah i mean you have jared paladilecki or whatever who was um bless you yeah i don't know how to say his last name but he's on supernatural he did gilmore girls before supernatural but supernatural is huge uh melissa mccarthy was uh Mm -hmm. suki the chef and best friend of lorelei gilmore on that show and a lot of people don't realized that she was hilarious on that before she like blew up and became this hilarious like movie star and all this she was on that and an amazingly hilarious character on that so i don't understand why she didn't blow up just right then and there 
<laughs> but then also another one is Milo Ventimiglia. I don't know how to say these people's last name, but he's the father on This Is Us, which is a huge show right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, like the the father of all the kids yeah. from This Is Us. The, okay. Yeah, he played Jess in Gilmore Girls, one of Rory's many boyfriends. Well, she didn't have a lot. She had three. Okay. It, it feels when you're watching the show, it feels like a lot because you just grow to like hate one, like the other, then hate one, and then yeah, but. Just as you like him, she she breaks up with him. Yeah, I mean, I still have like with my wife, and then one of my wife's friends actually got really into the show relatively recently, and they both like the same boyfriend, um, Logan, who is like her last boyfriend on the show, a lot. And I think Jess is the best one, but that's an argument. Fight me, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you'd win. You'd win that argument because I, yeah. I got nothing against. Yeah, who do you like? Who's the better boyfriend for Rory, Daniel? I will. I will say I've seen a few episodes of Gilmore Girls, but obviously not nearly intense as you've seen. Um, and I've definitely like not intentionally gone and watched them, but it's been on and I've watched enough. It's I've I have I've had that way with a few different shows like One Tree Hill. Yeah. I swear I've probably seen every episode of One Tree Hill, but not intentionally gone and like watched it. <laughs> I've just been there while it's yeah. on and I don't get to change the channel. Yeah. So I've watched One Tree Hill. To be honest, like this is a little bit short and sweet of a quote unquote argument for this show because that's really what makes it so great for me. It's just the fact that it's so detailed. There's so much going on. It's both got drama and things that will make you cry, but it also has things that will make you laugh. And I basically know the script for every episode at this point. <laughs> like there's so many one-liners in it that I'm still finding one-liners 21 years later while watching it. And it's, it's just all around just the perfect show. And I feel like so many people, at least in my niche of life, haven't seen it. I feel like it's one of those shows that was was popular without being popular. I don't that's the only way to like explain it, I guess. They do have like Gilmore Girl quote unquote conventions that you can go to, which I haven't been to one. It would be nice, but I haven't been to one. And you can go visit like there's a town in Connecticut that it was based off of. Like it's not where they filmed because they filmed in LA, but there's a town that is based off of that you can go visit and they have like replica things and all that stuff. It's it's just but I don't know that many people who's actually seen the whole thing, let alone seen it at all. But it's popular enough to have those things. Like, yeah, anyone can go watch it and they're going to enjoy it because it doesn't just have these, they have characters relatable to everybody in it. I think for its time, having such strong female characters, I mean, the daughter is not really that strong of a female character, but the mother is an extremely strong female character, especially for that time. I mean, maybe not for now, but for that time when you didn't see that, and they, yeah, and they probably pushed the pushed the limits with the fact that she was a single mother raising her child because she left the money to go and raise her herself and her family like the way that she wanted to, rather than by just buying anything she needed. Yeah. So they, I mean, who knows? That might have been like something that pushed the envelope and was maybe fought back on. Yeah, it paved the way, I think, for a lot. And obviously, if the if Lorelai Gilmore was written now, it would be written even better. Because there's obviously its flaws just based off of the time that it was written. But I couldn't imagine like a Lorelai Gilmore written now. What what actress today do you think you like could be cast as Lorelai Gilmore? Well, I'd still want Lauren Graham, but she's still well, kicking. <laughs> other than her. Um, 
who do you, is there somebody that comes to mind that you think could play that role? Well, I mean, <laughs> I hate that I'm going to do this again, but the lead actress in White on Earth, Melanie Scrifano, she is just like she's she's fantastic she is a fantastic actress i think she would do a great job with it because she has the same mannerisms as lauren lauren graham she's funny she's like charismatic she's an amazing actress she i I don't know it's just like has the same she has the same energy level and i don't know if it's a role she would want to play but i would love it if she was But I'm going to stop talking about it because I could continue going on and on and I'm probably going to just keep repeating myself at this point. So, but yeah, like Gilmore Girls, top notch. All right. So I'm going to retire because uh, obviously I can't win. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I had a lot of runners up that when we talked about doing this one, a couple of the ones that I thought about choosing were New Girl, which like I said, they I think they went to seven seasons. That was a great one. Friends. I'm actually surprised you didn't pick Friends. I actually thought you were going to. I almost did. I almost did. Isn't it like problematic now? Isn't there stuff that came out that was like super problematic? When you said the the not like the PC things that were said in your show, mm-hmm. Ed, that's exactly what Friends. <laughs> um, that 70s show was another one that I probably could have argued this for. I, I've had so many that I just like I'll it's Scrubs. Scrubs. It should have ended at eight seasons, but they went to a ninth. <laughs> But those are just a couple of the ones that I watch on repeat all the time. I mean, I probably even could have thrown Dragon Ball Z in there, but I chose not to. <laughs> I chose The Office, and here's why. <laughs> so The Office was nine seasons from 2005 to 2013. Obviously an adaptation of The Office from the UK, which only went three seasons. I was surprised when I saw that. They were, that was only three seasons long. Do you long. know if there's still people that don't realize that it was a UK show first? There's a lot of things like that that are remade from other countries. And people are like, oh, this is the greatest show ever. Well, there was a <laughs> one before that. So remember that. The show is obviously based on an office. Is it? And that's all I need to say. No, that's, uh, that's it. That's uh, it. So you said the Gilmore Girls was a dramedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I didn't know that this was a term for a show but this is a mockumentary you didn't know that because it was a mock documentary i never i've never heard that term before obviously i knew that's what it was Mm -hmm. it was mock documentary but i never heard mockumentary when i saw that so it's a documentary that they're filming quote unquote in an office um after a big event there's rumors that the big event that happened was someone committed suicide and that's why the documentary people were there to film like how people reacted after someone so close to them died. Others say it's because it was like a, it was just a documentary that was coming in because it was a dying business being that it's a paper company. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason they're in there, they filmed great. I can't remember if they said that. Do you listen to office ladies, the podcast with, um, uh, it's Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher, Pam and Angela. And which is funny. A lot of them use their same names. When... Yeah, Phyllis. Phyllis is Phyllis. Phyllis is Phyllis. Creed Breton is just Creed Breton. That's that's his name. <laughs> so it's a show about Dunder Mifflin Paper Company, uh, hosted in Scranton, Pennsylvania. There's a list of characters, and again, if you haven't seen the show, you need to go watch it just for the characters that are in it. They're all hilarious, and they all play off each other so well. Um, I'm I'm sure that they did a lot of improvising. Michael Scott is obviously great with improv himself. He's the funniest. 
Yeah, Steve Carell, Michael Scott. <laughs> You're like, I only call him Michael Scott. He is. I mean, that's his name, Michael Scott. He once said that, like, this is a show when they were doing, like, a, they had a lunch after the auditions. He once said that this is a show that he's going to be remembered for forever. Yeah. Because they thought it was, like, that creative show that was going to be They all are. Something. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So Michael Scott is exactly what you want in a boss and nothing what you want in a boss. All in the same. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to interrupt, but I had a team lead, no names, but I was talking about The Office once and she said that she aspired to be Michael Scott and she wasn't Ooh. saying it in a funny way. She was saying it dead serious. I'm like, no one should aspire to be Michael Scott. Michael Scott is a walking HR. Yeah, incident. that's what I was like. Are you sure? Do you watch the show? Yeah. The fact that, and this was, this was, the show ran from 2005 to 2013. The fact that he wasn't fired 19 times over. I think that's the point. <laughs> blows my mind. Yeah. It just, it blows my mind that he went that long mm-hmm. without getting fired. And he had a couple incidents where they, like, that Diversity Day, the first episode or second the episode. The very first episode is, like, so cringy. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. Diversity Day is cringy. The, the, the kiss with Oscar is cringy. Oh, there's some of them that are hard for me to handle. All right. Speaking of the, I'll, I'm going to jump around, but speaking of that kiss with Oscar, he improvised that. Yeah. That was not supposed to happen. That's why the reactions of everybody in the room were the way that they were. And he, anybody who doesn't know, Oscar is gay, but they don't know about it in the first few seasons. And then he comes out or is exposed as gay, kind of forcibly exposed, mm-hmm. I guess, is what happens. And Michael Scott is trying to prove that he's okay with people who are gay. And he, and he hugs them. And instead of just stopping there, he forces a kiss onto him and it's oh god i can't i have a hard time watching that uh, that scene yeah. every time it comes up it's it's very strange oh, again it's one of those things that probably wouldn't go over well <laughs> just that whole just that whole i think the name of the show the name of the episode is like gay witch yeah i think it or something is. like that so it just shows you where time goes from things and again i'm not supporting supportive of any of those things but the show as a whole pretty freaking hilarious the fact that Michael Scott says that's what she said all the time, like that's what I mean, I do that <laughs> now do because now. it's yeah. It's like I'll take it from that. It's just so funny. So obviously Steve Carell is the main guy. John Krasinski, if you don't know him, he's a beautiful man. Um, he's got a couple <laughs> other shows, movies. Quiet Place Two just got a release date yesterday. Quiet Place Two, which is a show a uh, movie he wrote. Uh Jenna Fisher is Pam Beasley. She's like the lead lady in the in the show rain wilson is dwight shrew uh then there's another there's a long list of characters after that those are the main ones (laughs) yeah those are the main four uh after that it's everybody's kind of a b story i would say and those four like the a story but that's nothing against anybody else's storylines in it there's a lot of very very funny things in all their stories for sure Again, if you haven't seen this show, you have to. I highly doubt anyone that's listening to this hasn't seen it. Do you know anyone that hasn't seen The Office or at least episodes yes, I of do. The Office? My cousin is a is a POS and he hasn't fucking watched the show. We've been telling him to watch it for years. He's one of those people that doesn't watch things. I don't know what is wrong with him. He like. I mean, I guess you can't hinder somebody for not watching things. No, I absolutely can. <laughs> um, but I slept on this show for a long time. Way back when it was on TV and like still being filmed. I had seen a few episodes, obviously way out of context. So like the jokes didn't hit and I just didn't find things that were happening like interesting. 
but you have to watch it from season one, episode one, all the way through. Because there's things that happen in season one, episode one, that get called back to all the time. The main group of characters are always there. They stay together throughout everything, and they play off each other so well. Kevin Malone, <laughs> let me tell you, Brian Bumgarner, funniest, funniest scenes, Dude. I think, of the whole show are from him. Where he's chilly day. Yeah, that one makes me like want to cry for him when he just spills the. Oh. We we dress our daughter up as as him from that <laughs> scene. We made a little chili pot, could put her in a little tie, and had her dress up. It's the funniest thing. It would so sad, and he's scooping it. He's trying to scoop it back in, and I just want to cry. <laughs> he's trying to scoop it back in, and then he falls into oh, it again. God. I don't know what he was going to do with it if he if he scooped it in there successfully. Like, right. was he still going to serve it to people? Because that's alarming. Yeah. It's just it's just so funny. Uh, I mean, I could go through like highlights of everybody's yeah. stuff. Yeah. Dwight Schrute nerdiness like reflects to me my nerdiness, and I love that. Him and his pranking back and forth with Jim Helpert, which is John Krasinski. They should be best friends and brothers. <laughs> like that's the connection that they have with each other. I feel like everyone wishes that they were them and like a coworker were the Dwight and the Jim in an office. Yeah. I was trying to, I was looking up like really funny quotes and the one where he talks about, he's like, Jim is my enemy, but he's also my friend and the enemy of my enemy. My friend is my friend. And he just goes back and forth. He's like, so really Jim is my enemy. Like he does this long spiel yeah. about going from Jim's my enemy to my friend to, Oh yeah, he's actually my enemy. Uh, and like you said, who doesn't want to have that friend in any office or workspace? Yeah. So a couple things about the show, opening scenes, opening footage that's used for, I believe the entire duration of the show. There was a lot of stuff that was filmed by John Krasinski himself. He went to Scranton to get like a feel for the place when he got the job. He took some video with oh, him. Oh, for like the theme song part? Yeah, where they're nice. like, where like the opening scene is like the clock tower brick building thing mm -hmm. that that is something he filmed there's a couple other pieces in there that he filmed that they use in it because they wanted that like real feel to it and something i've noticed like i i don't again I, I just watch shows i don't like pay attention to the background stuff but realizing that some of these shows are done what's called single camera setup with no with obviously no studio mm -hmm. it's really cool to, to know that stuff and like see and shows how different it is from what a typical like studio audience obviously filmed show mm -hmm. is like scrubs is the same thing and i think that's what i love about those i've noticed that i've liked that in a few different shows so they mimicked it after the uk version obviously in the first season they kind of lost a lot of viewership from that season and had itunes not become a thing where you could buy and and view shows on there the office wouldn't have made it they've said that openly over the years that having people be able to buy the show off of itunes because they switched when if you remember the first season is very dark and like dingy and michael you remember michael scott's hair is slicked back and like there's only six episodes too i think yeah it's very only six episodes in the first season and then every other one is like 20 plus except for season four is only 14 episodes but being at, people being able to buy it on iTunes when they changed it to the new style in the second season, uh, it saved them and they because they didn't think they were going to make it very far after the second season. 
and then that happened and it got kind of a resurgence with the younger crowd. They actually had, speaking of the office like setting and the camera work, they actually had internet on their computers. <laughs> so when people are on their computers, they're actually able to do stuff and like they're all just searching through things and they said they'd be on there like paying bills and playing solitaire and whatever they had to quote unquote pretend to be doing stuff in the background and they yeah, would just they be doing just stuff. make it seem like they were working yeah they were like told to bring paperwork and stuff from home to like just work on the first season they had like their own paperwork that they had to bring in and like do stuff so they looked like they were busy yeah, that's why that's why the office ladies podcast is so great because they talk about all of the stuff, yeah. all of the background stuff, all of the things that were improvised, everything that they had to do. It's so good. Yeah. Dwight Schrute told the producer that if the cameraman ever caught him playing, I think it was solitaire on his computer or could read what he was, what he had up on his computer, if they could ever catch him and read what he was looking at, he would pay a hundred dollars. And I don't think they ever caught him. A couple cool things is like the most expensive shot was when, spoiler alert, Jim proposes to Pam. <laughs> he does it in front of a, a gas station. They had to build that gas station. They just built a replica gas station. Why? $250,000 they spent on it to build this replica gas that station. not necessary. <laughs> well, it made for a great scene, Kate. And that's what they wanted. But they said it was easily the most expensive one that they did. Mm. Um, and then in season three, John Krasinski, who was working on a movie called Leatherheads at the same time, he had to shave his whole head. So he wore a wig the whole season. And I was like, I I'm, I'm hurt that I didn't notice it because I try to pick out those details and every, everything. And I didn't notice it. Now when I go to watch it, I'm like, that's a wig. I can tell now. <laughs> so some play, some people that auditioned for other roles, which if you think about it would make the show very different than when we got. Yeah, I mean, that's always the case for sure. Rain Wilson auditioned for Michael Scott originally. And then after they did that, after Steve Carell got the Michael Scott position, they put Rain Wilson back to the Dwight role, which is the mm. assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> uh, Seth Rogen, he auditioned for Dwight. And probably the most famous one to audition for Jim was Adam Scott, who he's uh, Ben from Parks and Rec. Mm. Anybody seen that? He's in obviously a bunch of other things, but another funny background thing is Phyllis. She used to be an NFL cheerleader and she was a burlesque dancer. And then at the time of casting, she was just an assistant casting director who would read lines with people when they didn't have like someone for them to read lines with. But the producers loved the way she did these things. So they created a character for her to be in there and she didn't want to be in there, but they were like, we want you in this. Uh, so the reason I asked you if you noticed other big celebrities or people who kind of got a break from their show. Mm -hmm. so there's a long list of characters that guest starred in this and also had a spot in this and then went on to do like bigger movies and yeah. stuff. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'll just tell you a couple. Of there's the, a lot. <laughs> yeah. A couple, of, a couple of the fun ones like Amy Adams. She's like the biggest one, not very well known at the time when she did this. Uh, probably the funniest one that guest starred was Will Ferrell when he was the boss for a little while. The show itself was uh, nominated for 40 different primetime Emmys. Well, not 40 different, but 40 different times. They were nominated for Emmys and they won five times, which is pretty good. Not enough. So I will say I have probably two favorite episodes. My favorite episode, number like the number one favorite episode, was definitely the episode where Michael proposes to Holly. 
Do you know which one I'm talking about? Where he's going through all the all the things to he's like gonna write in gasoline out in the front parking lot, like "Will you marry me?" Oh yeah, and they <laughs> yeah. stop it, and then it ends up being that they put like all the candles in the office and. Yeah, that was yeah. very sweet. That's one of my favorite ones. Uh, the other one's probably the one where he's leaving, where he's leaving the show slash leaving the office. They sing the song to him and all that stuff, and he's. <laughs> Yeah, he's talking about how like he's leaving the next day, but he's actually leaving that day, and he's like talking about how hard it's gonna be. And he, I think he, I can't remember what the quote he said, but he's like, he's like, "Fuck, this is gonna be hard, or this is gonna suck." So last thing I'm gonna say is spoiler alert. This is where you don't want to listen if you haven't watched the show. The last episode, I don't think it's whatever episode it is, where Dwight Schrute's getting married finally to Angela. And they're going through all, Jim's going through all the pranks like he always does. And he comes up with some weird thing as to why he can't be the best man. And then Michael Scott pops in, first of all, gets you every time, every time. But nobody knew that was going to, that was coming. Like the producers hit it so that nobody knew only like Michael Scott and obviously Jim, because he had a lead into it. Nobody else knew he was going to be there. And I think that was probably the second best hidden reveal since Star Wars. Where Luke found out that Darth Vader was his <laughs> father. Wars. So that's that's my argument. Go watch it. Yeah. All right. So let's do our little thing taken in field where we're just going to bounce a couple questions back and forth to each other. Uh, you want to go first? Sure. Um, yeah. So for my first one, I have what was your favorite TV show as a kid versus what is your favorite TV show now? Like as of today. So I'm, I'm going to assume you mean kid as in like watching cartoons type kid i'd say from like age of knowing what tv was to before you entered like middle school so i can't remember what it was called but it was like bobby's world or something like that do you know that show bobby's world or something like that it's like this little kid would ride on a tricycle i'm trying to think of what i think that's what it's called look it up you google it while i talk and then that was i mean that's just one that i remember watching all the time I know this show. Dude, right? You're welcome. This kid? Yeah. I can't. It's hard to it's, see, but. Yeah, I can't see it at all, but I can see it. Sorry. I can see it enough to know that that's what it is. And then Fantastic Max. I don't know if you ever watched that one where he's like, doity diapers. That was my favorite. I love that. <laughs> I love that show. Um, And then for right now, I think wow, my favorite show right now. My favorite show that's kind of new, you mean? Like just now. Like what do you love to watch now? New Girl. I wish they had more of them. Because I want to be, I want to be Nick Miller. <laughs> I, I need to watch it. My wife watched it all the way through. Right oh my now. god, you need to watch it. It's so I he's know. so funny. I love him. It's on the list with everything else I need to watch. If you could spend a day in any city in the world, where would you go? City. I mean, to be honest, right now I'm I'm really missing Las Vegas. Vegas? I just love it so much. I miss it. Okay, so I think we kind of already went over this, but what is like your Netflix go-to? Like you're doing something and you just want to throw on the TV in the background. So again, I'll I'll rattle through because like Friends and The Office aren't on there anymore. Those were some go-tos. So they don't count. I know. I just said <laughs> they were some go-tos. Um, it's just, it's kind of whatever I want to do that day or what I plan to do that day. Like if I'm going to actually pay atten- pay a little bit of attention I might put like new girl on because some of their jokes, some of their hilarity is in the like Schmidt, his reactions and his facial expressions are just as funny as the things he says. But if it's like, 
if, I, if I'm not going to be watching the screen very much, if I'm going to have my, like, my back to it a lot, I might throw on that 70s show because the things they say are usually funnier than the way they're portraying them. And I've seen it enough times where I know what they've just done with the words that yeah. they're saying. <laughs> so you have kind of touched on this one a little bit, and I don't want you to pick Winona Earp, but what TV <laughs> series do you think was cut too short that you absolutely loved? Nobody is going to know this show, but do you know the show Dollhouse? No, I do not. So maybe that's why I got caught. <laughs> so I used to have this super obsession with Eliza Dushku. Oh, yeah, same. You may know her from Bring It On. She was the friend of the main girl. Also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, you know, I'm trying to cater to everybody. Faith from Buffy the Vampire right. Slayer, which... Great show. Great oh, show. They took her out of that show too early. <laughs> I loved Faith. Oh, my God. I'll only watch, like, the first three seasons of Buffy just for her. Anyway, I had an obsession with her for a while. And she had this show, Dollhouse, which I believe was written by or created by Josh Whedon. And it was about, like, you could... It was essentially, like, these people were almost like prostitutes in a way. But you could, as a rich person, like, buy this personality for like a day and they would upload a personality into these people that were within this dollhouse and so the people that were within the dollhouse didn't have any of their own personality until they had it uploaded but then her character like was able to like break free from whatever it was and it, it was it was just going to such a great place and then they just and they cut it off with like the biggest cliffhanger ever that sucks and if anybody else knows dollhouse they need to let me know because that it was, it was, I think it was a season and a half. Oh, and they cut that one real short. Yeah, it was so, it was so good. And I, I think it would do better now if they brought up the same concept now and just kind of reworked yeah. it. But oh, it's, it was such a good sci fi show. And Eliza Dushku is, is just the shit. For my last one, it's kind of a callback to our last episode. Have you looked at the NHL standings recently? Wow. Yo, <laughs> Rangers just absolutely dominated today. Today, have you seen the standings? So my wife's team is number one in the league, and Vegas is like number like six in the league, and Rangers are like number twenty-one in like yeah. the league right now. No, not twenty-one, I don't think. But pull it up right now. Yeah, Toronto's one, Vegas is six, and Rangers are twenty. Yeah, that's what I saw. I told you it wasn't twenty-first. <laughs> All right, last question: Would you rather give up watching the Bills? or the Golden Knights forever in order to watch the other one year round? Hmm. I think I'd have to give up watching the Bills, which I don't know if you thought that I would say that, but I think I'd have to give up the Bills because they cause a lot more stress in my life <laughs> and I have to cut the stress okay. out. <laughs> see, I didn't think you'd give up them because you're more passionate about them, but I can see the passion to stress ratios. That's why I have to. Um, so I just want to say this. We do not discuss what questions we're going to tell like ask each other at the end of the episode before each episode. And it's funny that we both picked a sports one at the yeah. end. That just shows like our competitiveness and the way that we kind of formulate our lives around our passion and competitiveness and sports and all those other things. I mean, it was pretty clear with my question. Mine was more of a diss than a You're question. Aggressive. And I felt attacked. I had to. I had to. I was just like, you know what? I need a third question. This will be funny. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for our episode. Um, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at and here's why pod. 
Um, like I said, we're not doing the voting again, so feel free to just comment on our posts when we post the new episode. Tell us what your favorite long-term TV series are. There's a lot out there, and, and we just chose two out of the many. So yeah. let us know, and uh, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes as well. Leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. Give us a nice positive review, please. Five stars. Five stars or go home. All right. Anyway, go follow us <laughs> over there, and uh, have a good day, everybody. Bye. Bye.